Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace. This is Keith Radke. I'm your guest host today. You might be expecting to hear from Steve Pearson, who is here. Hello, Steve. He's tired. Uh, <laughs> Steve is tired. And uh, we're back together. Hey, this is the uh, OG Shouts of Grace back on episode one. Um, Steve and I started this thing together, and I'm so thankful to be back. Thanks for having me, Steve. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, we're on episode 180-something. Yeah, maybe yeah. in the 90s. I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 almost almost to 200. Almost. Almost to 200. So you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and you can get all of the previous episodes. You can use your favorite podcasting service like Amazon, iTunes, and, and whatever else. And um, you can also listen on uh, Key Radio here in Provo, Utah, Utah County, and around the state of Utah. We're so thankful for them, as well as keyradio.org. Uh, Shouts of Grace is heard Wednesdays, 10.30 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 p.m., and Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Super thankful to Key Radio for the use of their studio and for uh, airing Shouts of Grace. Hey, today we are going to take on a subject that um, it has been one that's been pressing on my heart, it's been pressing on Steve's heart, and, uh, you know, we can't be convicted and bugged by the Holy Spirit without roping some other people into it. So we're roping you into it as, <laughs> as a listener today. And that is the subject of urgency, the subject of feeling like and probably recognizing, too, that we really don't have a lot of time left uh, here before God wraps all of this up. Now, we're not going to talk about eschatology today. Um, that is a subject for a, another probably series of episodes. But what we are going to talk about is the reality that it feels like exactly what Jesus said. Um, it's like the days of Noah. Yeah. Like something big is about to happen, something uh, apocalyptic, and, and Revelation gives us insight into that. Um, but there's so many people that don't really seem to be tuned in and seem to be aware. And... It's it, it it's an apathy or an oblivion or, or some sort of a, a disconnect from reality that we all can find ourselves being sucked into, that it's just kind of easier just to go about our life. It's easier just to do what we're going to do on a daily basis, to make our money, to buy our stuff, to go through our routines. And yet it seems like we're running out of time. People don't know Jesus. Uh, followers of Christ are becoming disaffected and deconstructing their faith. In, in, in an unhealthy way. And I'm not talking about getting back to Jesus. I'm talking about getting away from religion and getting away from Jesus altogether. It's concerning. So when we look around and we look at the Word of God and we see what's going on and then we see like this disconnect, how can we inspire this sense of urgency that time is short and people need to hear about Jesus without going wacky about it, right? Without going crazy about it, but being realistic about it. Like, hey, there's something going to happen. Things are going to change. And I think as we've seen over the last couple of years through the pandemic con uh, conditions in our own country and around the world is life has changed. Things are different. And and yet some people are 
many people, it seems to me, are still asleep. So when we're talking about urgency, Steve, what are we talking about and how can we begin to wake up to to the sense that time is running out and people need to hear more about Jesus? Yeah, I think I think urgency. When we talk about something being urgent, you have to you have to define what it is that you're wanting to be urgent about, right? Let's like, okay, well, I've got you know my daughter's coming in this week, so it's urgent that I go home and I prepare the house. Okay, well, yeah, but but that's not life altering or life changing, right? So when we as Christians talk about urgency, we're talking about that time is coming to a close, right? It, it, it's ending, right? This this period that that God has established is going to wrap itself up very quickly, right? And so there's an urgency because Christ is coming to judge the living and the dead, right? There, there's going to be a reckoning with God. There's going to be a time where you can't go back and undo a, a lack of response to an urgent matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to close all up, and you're going to be faced with the Son of God in front of you, right? right. And giving an account for the life that you chose to live, um, even when you didn't count it as being an urgent matter. And so for us, what we say is God's coming, and, and whether you go to him or whether he wraps this thing up and you are going to meet him face-to-face, mm-hmm. right? Amos said, prepare to meet your God. Right. And so that's the urgent matter. And when you stand in front of God, there will be really only two positions you stand in. You stand in Christ or you stand outside of Christ. Jesus is your advocate, right? First John 2, 1. He's your defense attorney. He brings his his propitiation for your sins, his satisfactory judgment for your sins to the to to the court and says acquitted. Or right. you stand in your judgment and you defend yourself before a holy God. And so that's the urgent matter, Keith. And right. and so what we see right now is is a world that's unraveling. It, it's not. It's not a shock to us, right? We can actually read that in Scripture. Mm-hmm. But but what's happening right now, and, and I want to read this verse to you. I was As you were talking, I was thinking, um, in Ephesians 5, verse 14, it says, therefore, the Bible, it says, therefore, Scripture says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And I think what you're seeing in our world right now is such a pervasiveness, this this wickedness that is just running through society in the world. I mean, we're privy to what's happening in our own nation, the disintegration of, of, you know, what we've known to be freedoms and liberties and, and people, you know, just, just this week we were, we were seeing people surrounding the Supreme court justices homes because they're not getting their way. And now I'm reading an article saying that people are calling for the abolishment of the court. And it's just a, it's this, it's this idea that evil wants to run rampant in anything or anyone who stands in its way, whether yeah. it's a law or a body, you know, with, within our, within our governmental system, it needs to go. Right. And, and when it gets to that point, Keith, it really gets scary because yeah. now it's, it, it's not, it's, it's not the masses being able to determine 
you know, what's right and what's wrong as far as laws go. Scripture says that that um, that when when iniquity grips a nation, it's a reproach to them. Right. And, and that's what's happening now. And so the urgent matter isn't let's as Republicans pass laws. The urgent matter is rise and Christ will give you life because yeah. these things are changed, not by changing the person's mind. They're changed by changing the person's heart. Jesus doesn't kill unborn kids, Keith. Yeah. Jesus doesn't go and burn down buildings. Right. Jesus doesn't, you know, he, so, so when my heart is changed, my attitude and my mm-hmm. actions change along with it. That's an urgent matter right now. Yeah, it really is. And I think as Christians in, in the U S maybe we've been so used to seeing, you know, political trends change and it, it's in our favor, so to speak, from a moralistic standpoint. Um, we can see trends in education or in entertainment where, okay, hey, we're pushing back a little bit. Things are a little bit cleaner. Things are a little bit safer. And then it's like the tide comes back in even stronger. And it's like, oh, no, you know, who are we going to vote for? And, you know, who do we got to petition? And, and and I like that you're saying, like, this is not this is not a matter of, a political solution or a social movement. Um, this is a matter uh, of of the kingdom of God advancing, and whether or not, as a follower of Christ, I'm going to get in line with the kingdom. <laughs> That's right. Or, or 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 dare I say, I'm going to get run over by it or left behind. And then I, I think that that sense of urgency too is, you know, is there a place for standing up as a as a moral voice? Yes, uh, this. Recently at, at River Community Church, we talked about just the topic you were talking about, the matter of abortion and the potential overturning of Roe v. Wade and how important it is for us to speak up for those who don't have a voice, Proverbs chapter 31, that we are to advocate justice for the poor and the needy who don't have the ability to to gain that justice themselves. Um, and, and, and then I believe that includes the unborn. And as Christians, we should be involved in that conversation, but not from a simplistic, you know, political solution, but from a radical life change, life transformation standpoint that the light of Christ is shining on us. And Jesus was saying in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus that he did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that, through the, that the world through him might be saved. However, this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. I definitely want to expand that a little bit more. I know you wanted to share something from Romans 13 and, and, and from elsewhere. Um, but, you know, the call right now is to break away from the idea that there is a man-made solution to what's going on and that the real solution to, to this evil and this brokenness in our society and our world can only be re- remedied by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the truth found in the word of God. We're going to keep talking about this on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill or Pastor Steve, visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's broadcast. And so, Steve, we're talking about urgency. 
Um, and if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Keith Radke, pastor of River Community Church. I'm here with your regular host, Steve Pearson, on the other side of the microphone here. And uh, just just talking about the matter of urgency, when we see the wave of wickedness, when we see, you were just describing, like where the solution for the world is now to 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 remove, right, to, to turn over the systems in order to advance the cause of of abortion or the cause of tyranny or these kind of things. Like as Christians, it seems so many of us are asleep. Yeah. We need to wake up and we need to, we need to wake up with different solutions than we've used and we've seen in the past. Yeah. I, I think first we need to realize what, what our reality is. Um, Isaiah chapter five, verse 20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. This is us. We have sunk to the place where now this is the most prevalent um, thing that that's in our society. We are calling evil good and good evil. And in our own pride and our own arrogance, we're wise in our own eyes. We know what scripture says about that, right? There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death and it's destruction. So that's, that's where we're at, Keith. It's not, we're not going there. Our, our nation has reached that. That's, that's what's prevailing right now. And so what you have to ask yourself is you have to ask yourself, well, you know, how, how do you heal? You know, how do you get to a place where, where you know, you don't have the, the natural repercussions of sin ruining you personally, not to mention as a nation? Well, it starts with repentance, yeah. right? There has to be a repentance and a turn towards God. And, and the problem that you have today, and it's part and parcel to this darkness, is most of what, a lot of what's, filling churches today is is this just really soft lazy message that god loves you just the way you are and you're just perfect where you are and just you know god's god's love and that's the most important we just want to love god and love god and it's just like i i want to love god keith yeah and 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 i want to love people right but but when i was preached the gospel i had to repent I right. had to turn my life over to right. Jesus, and I had to walk away from the ways that I was thinking, right? right? And I had to embrace a new heart and a new mind yeah. and allow Christ to transform me. He took me from the world and out of right. the world, right? And he transformed me by the renewing of my mind. So now that First John 2, 15, all that's of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is of the world that's not of the Father, and the world's passing away. That became my new disposition in yeah. life. Yeah. Not to not to walk hand in hand with the world, but to but to repent and get it out of my life and to, and spend my time doing that. But today you don't find that. No. Today what you find is this compromise saying that we want to make the transition from darkness to light an easy transition so that the so if, if the message is so bright it's going to hurt people aren't going to want to do it so let's soften it let's darken the light of the church a little bit mm. so that the people that are in darkness aren't so offended when right, they take a step right. into the church and i say that's baloney. It is. That, that is absolutely baloney because God is calling us to be the light of the world. And we're to sh- let our light shine before men that they'll see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And if people don't want to do that, Keith, then okay, that's right. on them. Right. But if they don't want to do it, we don't, we, don't make, 
we don't make their conversion an, an, an idol in our heart. Right. Where right. we're like, well, if what's it going to take? What's it going to take for, for you to change their mind? For you to change your mind? Right. Oh, you want us to soften it? Okay. Well, you can be that way. You know, no way. That's a that that's an affront to the Lord. It really is, and it's amazing the disconnect that we're I'm seeing in our society. There's a very high profile court case, and for the sake of time, I, I won't mention that. But my wife has been observing how important it seems to be to the same group that says, uh, you know, facts don't matter, it's okay to to abort an unborn child, are saying in this high-profile court case, well, the facts matter, you know, and it's like, it's a contradiction, and what needs to happen is the light of truth is like that bright, you know, however many 10,000 lumens flashlight in your face. Yeah. Saying, wake up to the truth, facts matter in everything. Yeah. The truth matters in everything. Amen. It's not subjective. Like, and it, is that abrupt? Is that offensive? Sure, it is. But then once you kind of, you know, see, oh wait, the truth matters, then you start seeing everything like that, and going, Amen. oh, the truth matters. But you know what, Keith? Here's the thing, and 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 I'm speaking now as someone who who grew up in this country, right? Right. The the thing this country has had is the gospel. It, right. It's had the unadulterated truth given by by hundreds and thousands and millions of people over its short history. And and what's happened is exactly what's happened to the nations that were before us is an arrogance got into us. And now somehow we think that it's us right. and not the right. gospel and our in our in our you know closeness to God that was a part of our blessing. Right. Here's for somebody listen, listen to this. Lamentations chapter uh, four, verse 11. So if anybody doesn't know what Lamentations is about, the, these are five poems that Jeremiah wrote as he walked through the ruins of Jerusalem and he watched and looked at the destruction of people and, and famine and, and women eating their children, the most disgusting things, right? And here's what he says in verse 11. The Lord gave full vent to his wrath. He poured out his hot anger and he kindled the fire in Zion. The kings of the earth did not believe nor any of the inhabitants of the world that foe or enemy could enter the gates of Jerusalem. But this was because of the sins of her prophets mm. and the iniquities of her priests who shed in the midst of her the blood of the righteous. Wow. God is saying that in part, a major part of why this nation was ruined is because of their pulpits. Yeah. It's because of the people that represented him that lied to the people right. and let them continue in their sin, let them think that everything was good, peace and safety, when there wasn't peace and safety. Right. They, they, they basically enabled their rebellion against God, and God said nobody in the world believed. In other words, this was a strong city. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knew from, from the time of David all the way through, nobody's going to come into Jerusalem. And God said, yeah, well, yeah. take the truth out of the pulpits and watch what happens. Right, right. And, and, and that's, that's a, a rebuke to the pastors, and we're including ourselves in that group. Amen. And that is a rebuke to those who would say that they speak on behalf of God through his word. And that is, if we've watered down our message, if we've skirted the truth, if we have done it, this is a call to repentance. Because God does hold us responsible. James chapter 3 says that, that, that uh, those who teach 
are held to a higher standard of accountability for what we teach. And if we've not been teaching the truth, if we've not been willing to speak up because we don't want to ruffle feathers, we don't want to offend, we don't want to become partisan, right? I mean, that, that's kind of been one of the accusations is that if we speak on these social issues from a big, biblical standpoint, depending on how you present it, well, you're just you're being conservative or Democrat or Republican or liberal, right? Progressive and social, all this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what about the truth? And God's a social God. He, he is a social. He's guy. not just the. It's not just theological though. You could combine the two. He's social. Yeah. He cares about social matters in every area of life. God has something to say, and I think that there should be an urgency in our pulpits, an urgency from our pastors, our preachers, our Bible teachers, those on the radio, those who are podcasting, those with the YouTube channel, wherever you are. You have a microphone. You have a camera. You have a voice, and you're speaking on behalf of the Word of God. The Word of God speaks to every area of life. So stop telling. Uh, your Christians that they don't have a political voice. That's that right. it's not right to have a political opinion. You were talking about earlier um, before we started recording about those who who say you know we're not supposed to speak on social issues like abortion and marriage and those kind of things because you know those are kind of subjective. Blah blah blah. And it's like really. What Bible are you reading? Because when I read the Bible, he talks about everything, about preserving life, about the sanctity of marriage, about the, the you know the, the importance of truth and, and economics. Uh, I mean, you could just go on and on. Every area of our life where we see a breakdown in ethics and morals and, and standards where the foundations of righteousness are crumbling, the Bible speaks to it all. And and the call to repentance, as Steve was saying, is is we got to change our mind on these things. We've got to let the Word of God renew our minds. Check this things. out. For people that think that, that we don't have a voice in, quote-unquote, political matters, Isaiah 10, ch- chapter 10, verse 1, Woe to those who make unjust laws, mm. to those who issue oppressive decrees to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people. What God is saying is he's holding accountable the people that make unjust laws that oppress people, whether those people are in the womb or whether those people are poor living in the inner cities. God cares about laws, Keith. In Mm. fact, if a person goes to Jeremiah 32, I believe it's around verse 32, he blames before he he judges the nation of Israel, Judah, he blames the three people. He says this happened because of your governors and your politicians, your priests and your prophets and the people all three are to blame god cares about this a lot and so we need to be careful that when we're in the pulpits and we're trying to we all want to encourage people but some of the best encouragement that we can offer as a pastor are the words stop it yeah stop it stop it repent Knock it off. Jesus was the first words he said in his ministry. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. But we think it's a curse word these days. Somehow we're being unloving and hatred. It's like, no, that's the only way you can secure a Mm. pardon from God. Isaiah 55, 5. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and God will pardon him. Yes, Isaiah 1, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. And this is the Lord talking to us. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they should be white as snow. 
Mm. Though the red, like crimson, they should be like wool. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And I believe that Mm. that... That declaration of God to the people of Israel stands true for those who are called by his name. Yep. So it begins with us. It begins in the house of God, right? That's what Paul As says. As it Judgment was then, begins so it is today. With the church, with the Christians. So if you're a follower for Christ and you are, are, are in a place, hopefully we're waking you up and we're not shining a light on you. We're not shining in our own face. We are feeling convicted and a sense of urgency over this, that, that the time is short. God is coming back soon. And, and mm-hmm. he's going to wrap this up. How and all of that stuff, you can sit here and debate it, but I don't want to debate it anymore. Yeah. I just want to live my life with a sense of urgency. People need to hear Jesus. They need to be born again. And the truth of God needs to shine like a light in every nation, every culture, every people group. Amen. 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 God bless you. <laughs> we hope you're challenged. We hope you're encouraged. And, and we hope that you have a, a good and righteous sense of urgency. To, to make the gospel known to the people around you as it works transformatively in your own life. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If you've been encouraged in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.